For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The laws on our books are making it too easy to bring frivolous lawsuits against Georgia business owners. That's Governor Brian Kemp in his hometown of Athens back in August. Uh, spoke to the, I believe it was the Georgia Chamber of Commerce then. Uh, renewing a call for tort reform. And he renewed that call just a day or two ago in advance of the regular session. Of course, a special redistricting session continuing through the end of the week in Atlanta. But the first of the month, I think, is January 8th. The 2024 session of the Georgia legislature begins. And the governor saying that's going to be one of his priorities. Get some tort reform up in here. Applauding that, the National Federation of Independent Businesses and its state director, Hunter Loggins, with us this morning. Hunter Loggins, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks for having me, Tim. All right, first, we'll dive into this in a big way in a moment. First of all, tell me about the NFIB, National Federation of Independent Businesses. Who are you folks? What do you do? Well, the NFIB, we're the state's leading organization for small business. We are the voice of small business with over 6,600 members, uh, ranging from your small mom and pop to uh, pretty decent-sized manufacturers. We represent them all in, in Georgia. Uh, you're out with, I, I gather this is an annual report. I love the name of the report, the Judicial Hellholes Report, highlighting the need, it says here, for legislative action to balance the scale of justice in Georgia. You're picking up the ball Governor Brian Kemp's tossing out there and running with it. What do you want to have happen here? What should happen? And what's the problem we're trying to solve? Well, I want to point out that this is the second year in a row that Georgia has won or I, I want to say one, but uh, achieved the number one judicial hellhole. Uh, and now folks are starting to realize what uh, the environment does. For By the way, that, that is not the kind of back-to-back that we want to talk about in Georgia. Absolutely not. And while Georgia is a fantastic place to do business, we are the number one business, they don't a- account for the the legal climate. So what what's happening with our businesses, there's high litigation costs, there's the risk of excessive damages, and high insurance premiums. Say what you want, but there are insurance companies leaving the state because of the the, the frivolous lawsuits and the risk of frivolous lawsuits in the state. Uh, I, I anticipate one, one problem here, one challenge here. Uh, in the, you did, the governor did, I will. We'll, we'll toss out that phrase, frivolous lawsuit. Uh, one man's frivolous lawsuit is another man's legitimate claim, and it depends on courts and judges and juries to make the distinction. What do we mean? Is there, is there an actual working, walking around definition for frivolous lawsuit, or is it an eye of the beholder thing? It could be in the eye of the beholder. Um, I'm not a, a brilliant legal mind by any means, but I think we know it when we see it. When, when you have uh, plaintiffs just drawing out uh, and continuing to uh, inundate a small business with paperwork and paperwork until it, even if it eventually gets thrown out, uh, that just drowns the small business. Uh, that don't have the resources like a a larger company to keep continuing to fight uh, a lawsuit, which they will eventually close their doors. 
Again, Hunter Loggin, State Director for the National Federation of Independent Businesses. You can add to this list, and, and in terms of what you'd like to see the legislature do, my, my understanding, and like you, not a brilliant legal mind here, but I, I am literate and I can read, and, and uh, basically when I hear tort reform, I think of two things. Uh, it, it generally takes two tracks. Uh, there's this notion of limiting damages, and there's this idea of loser pays. In other words, if you're going to sue me in my business and for whatever grievance and you don't win, you pay all the legal bills, including mine. Uh, there, there may be other things that you can do by way of tort reform. Those are the big two that come to mind. And so to unpack both of those, if you would, and add, add to the list if there's any way to do it. Well, absolutely. Caps on damages and uh, reciprocity would be a home run. Uh, our folks would just be happy with simple premises liability uh, where they're not responsible for third-party actions, even even if the small business took reasonable action, um, but sometimes crimes happen on their property outside of hours, and they are getting sued for it, even though they had reasonable uh, precautions in place. All right, so, so let, me, let me understand that one. Uh, it, it's my store. My store closes at 6 o'clock. Uh, something happens at 9 o'clock, and somebody's hurt, and somebody sues for damages, and somebody sues me as the store owner. That, that's the kind of thing you're talking about? That is happening. There was a case um, not too long ago with CVS that uh, the re- they rewarded $20 million, even though CVS was closed at the time. And that's what you hear. You won't hear that from the small business because they're already closed because of the nuclear verdict. Uh, the, the the issue here, and I understand, I understand what you're screaming about. I understand what the governor is complaining about. I'm complaining about it because every time I walk into a store and make a purchase, a part of my purchase price is is paying the store's lawyers to defend themselves from these kind of things. Uh, in anticipation, maybe, or in 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 hindsight, the things already happened and they're in court right now. Whatever it is, every step of this, uh, you would say, adds to the cost of everything we buy. Absolutely. Uh, the cost of, of any good is built into whatever the small business needs to spend it on. And they're dying by a death of a thousand paper cuts. You've got high insurance premiums, inflation, uh, litigation costs, anything and everything that's, that's going on. And this is just one more thing that could help ease the burden by lowering the cost of insurance and helping our small businesses. Again, Hunter Loggins, uh, State Director for the NFIB National Federation of Independent Businesses. Okay, we got 49 states, 50 if you count California. Uh, Georgia, you say, at the, at the top or the bottom, depending on your perspective, of this list when it comes to the, the states in which it's not really great to, to confront this environment. Uh, who's doing better and what are they doing that we're not? Well, a lot of states are doing much better. You saw what Florida did recently with their overhaul. Uh, Iowa's got a, a, a very balanced legal system. And I want to point out, Tim, it's not just based on 50 states. They could break down the list to individual counties and appellate courts. So the list can expand longer than 50, 50 places. And so, yeah, we'll break it down even further. And by the way, you can go to the NFIB's website, and then there's a link to the full report. I uh, can read the whole thing there. Uh, and again, what, though, are the other states that are doing well? Uh, and, and, and the other counties and municipalities in Georgia that are doing better than some of the others, what are they doing to deter the so-called frivolous lawsuits and to minimize the damage to businesses? 
they're essentially just balancing the legal, the scales of legal justice. Um, some some states are limiting caps on their damages, attorney fees, um, having better uh, torts in regards to premises, uh, direct actions. I know Commissioner King is a big proponent of direct action, which means the insurance company and a business can't be named in the same lawsuit. I mean, John King, the insurance commissioner. That is correct. Yes. And uh, so that would limit the the amount of payout because they're just going after anybody they can to to increase in the numbers. And I do want to touch on phantom damages really quick. What that is is um, your the payout based on medical bills rather than the actual cost of care, which is usually a lot lower. Mm. For example, if someone incurs a $250,000 medical cost, but the amount is reduced to 50, they're paying that out of pocket. But the plaintiff will can still sue and receive the $250,000, even though they didn't even have to pay that at all. Hunter Loggins with the NFIB, National Federation of Independent Businesses, the state director. Back to where you started here, and the governor thumps his chest about this, rightly so, uh, various publications and websites and TV networks that rate Georgia as one of, if not typically the best state in the country in which to do business. We must be doing a heck of a job if, if the companies still want to come here and do business in the face of all we have just discussed over the last few minutes. Absolutely, and I applaud the governor's efforts for this, and I, I'm very eager to, to continue working with uh, their office and the, the legislature on this. Uh, but if, if the scales are balanced in the justice, in the legal department, we think that businesses will come regardless and won't have to rely on any tax incentives or credits. They will just come because it will still remain the number one place to do business. All right, Hunter Loggins, we will watch this as the legislative session begins again January 8th, first day beneath the Gold Dome in Atlanta. Hunter Loggins, the National Federation of Independent Businesses State Director. Thanks for your time this morning. Merry Christmas to you. Happy to speak with you. You have a good one.